Hello, 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 and welcome to the local edition. News information to keep you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host for this Friday evening, Patricio Robayo. Before we get to today's pack program, let's let you know about a win advisory that we currently are having. Win advisory is now in effect from 7 p.m. this evening to midnight. Saturday night, winds from 25 to 35 miles per hour with gusts up to 50 miles per hour. The advisory affects the following areas. Yates, Seneca, Southern Cayuga, Onondaga, Steuben, Shiler, Kemung, Tompkins, Cortland, Tioga, Broome, Delaware and Sullivan Counties, in Pennsylvania, Bradford, Susquehanna, Northern Wayne, Wyoming, Lackawanna, Luzerne, Pike and Southern Wayne Counties. Gusty winds could blow around unsecured objects and tree limbs could be blown down and a few power outages may result. The strongest winds will be in the higher terrain. There will be likely be a brief low in the gusty winds early Saturday morning before the wind picks up again late Saturday morning during the afternoon. Use extra caution when driving, especially if operating a high-profile vehicle and secure outdoor objects. On to tonight's show. In the second half of the show, we'll speak to Paul D. Miller, a.k.a. DJ Spooky, and Dustin Moore of Sonic Youth about a transcontinental conversation on art, music, and experimentation that's happening this Sunday at the Catskill Art Space. But first, Tim Bruno on Radio Chatskill recently sat down with artists Rocky Pinciati and Loredessa Hunt from Sullivan County Visitors Association. They delved into the fascinating journey behind the creation of the county's newest poster map. Rocky and Loredessa shared insights into the project's origins, revealing the inspiration that sparked the idea. I've seen this map. The map is right here, too. It's it's amazing. I mean, it is so detailed. Folks are listening. It's hard to see. Can you describe the map and your process a little bit? The It's it's a 24 by 36 full-scale drawing. I did the artwork full-scale. And um, Lordessa and... and um, and Roberta and everybody in the office over there, we we worked on this together. I kind of made a proposal to them, mm-hmm. and then it just it just blew up from there. And um, <laughs> so it's really I did a full scale pencil drawing. We went through you know quite a few months of revisions and revisions, and and then I do a full scale um, pen drawing, uh, ink drawing, and then I actually color penciled the whole thing. It's, yeah, it's sort of old school. Um, you know, changes were made in Photoshop. But the original was done all in old school color pencil. So that's what it reminded me of when I saw it, like a, a you know a retro kind of like map that you may have seen. I can't, Lord, so where did this idea come from? So many years ago, um, obviously we all know the heritage and uh, you know the great uh, legacy of the Catskills, um, all of the resorts. Uh, along the lines, there were several maps made, um, caricature maps, just of the. The, the sights and the scenes and everything that you could see. So, um, you know, being the official tourism bureau for Sullivan Catskills, we of course want to showcase our members in the best way that we can. And this, those maps were so popular that still we get calls, um, saying, where can I get this? I found that I saw this on eBay. I saw this on that. Where can we get this? So when Rocky came to us with this suggestion, you know, it was just the perfect collaboration to be able to showcase 
everything that's new, because uh, certainly this is not your your grandfather's Sullivan Catskills anymore, right? Um, but it's, it gives us that ability to showcase all of our wonderful members and everything that this area has to offer to the visiting public. It's, it's a map. It's a poster. It's art. I, it is um, fantastic. And I keep saying that word because... I didn't even notice that we were on the map until I <laughs> took a closer look, right? So the, which just... added in our new location. Thank you. Uh, but how did you go about documenting all of these places and new places, as you mentioned, Lordessa, and then incorporate them into this drawing? That was the journey. <laughs> that was definitely the, you know, the long journey that we went through here and to I really, an amazing destination. Yes. And you know, and it, and it, what she said is exactly true that it's the new Sullivan County. I mean, I've been here for 20 some years, 25 some years and I've seen the county go, you know, up and down and over and around and what we have now is is a new version and so she uh, the people everybody in the office but I work closely with Rodessa here so she would give me the list she had to do the list right Rodessa? I did oh, so yeah. you came up with the list of the businesses that needed to be included absolutely yeah okay. that was my that was my portion because artistic um ability I have none I <laughs> I could do some stick figures. That's about it. So my, my portion of this was really, um, giving, giving those ideas to Rocky where they were, those addresses, and he just made it come to life. So let's talk about that process. You, are these just members or is it just, uh, you know, all the different businesses? How did you, how did this you sort is, through that and how long did that take? Uh, that, it was an ongoing, um, you know, effort of love because our membership changes day to day. Um, so eventually, uh, as much as we wanted to include everyone, we had to, we, we had to release. So, um, we were doing revisions right up until that last moment just to make sure every, every member could be represented on there. So this is really, it's a work, um, honoring our members. Um, we always welcome new members. I actually work in business development with the Sullivan Cat Skills. So if you want to be on the next map, we do plan revisions. I'm happy to help you. And, um, you know, that was just it picking the, picking those members. We, Got everybody represented. So you you picked it. You you got the addresses and the names, and then she hands them to you, Rocky. Um, what did you have? Did you have like an outline of the county on a easel? How did that? How did that transition from a list to the the drawing? I filled my car up with gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, a lot of googling, a lot of um, some traditional maps. It was a combination of everything. I had done a few other maps. I've done the map. Uh, the town maps of uh, Narrowsburg and Roscoe. So that's how this kind of came about in the sense of, you know, I can do these maps. But, um, yeah, the addresses, you know, it, and we, it was a flowing thing to at one point we realized that what was really important is that she gave me as much of information as she can so I could go Google, I could find it, and then I would have to move things around. As as, as we started putting things on, I would move all sections over so the pencil – Part of this was important because I would erase all move. I had to move Monticello left and left and left <laughs> and right, and, and because the more people there were on there, the more I needed more space. And the map is not to scale, <laughs> because that Don't would use be this to have directions to yeah. drive around necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's the main things. It's a lot of the main stuff in Sullivan County. And again, it's it's really kind of based on the uh, the visitors association um, members list but there's a lot of other things on there a lot yeah. of landmarks a lot of you know a, a research on what's the highest place do you know what the highest place is in sullivan county uh i hope it's where our t radio tower is located <laughs> elk point road 
it's at the highest peak. Oh, no. Is Beach Mountain, which is 3,118 feet. Ah. So the other thing that I did was I had little fun things yeah. in there as well as all the, the visitors members, the highest point on 97 right before it goes you know, out of Sullivan County. So there's a lot of that, that stuff. There's animals, and that's sort of what we're doing at the union is I made up a little checklist, fun checklist for family, friends, uh, rental people that they have. It, let's say they have one of these posters they could give away. Mm-hmm. You know, they have these little the handouts where they could go through and start checking, oh, how many bears are on there? How many skunks are out uh-huh. there? <laughs> there that are a lot of, of the, the different animals and, yep. and, and yep. A little drawings of um, – uh, other other like wildlife fish uh there's a snowman at the the, <laughs> the mountain area there um so was driving around a key part of getting this done for you it, it was to visualize yeah it, it was um in the beginning and because i had done roscoe before because i knew narrowsburg before and i live over there between narrowsburg and calicoon those those busy places i well, i would go yes i would go and walk through and even take some pictures because there are some generic buildings on this because there's so much. I tried to, uh, little by little, get some of the buildings drawn exactly like there were, but they're not all. I mean, the important thing is your name is on the map and pretty much where your location is, give or, give or take the, you know, the measurements. If you're just joining us, we're talking to artist Rocky Pinciotti and Lodessa Hunt uh, from the Sullivan County Visitors Association. Uh, the Visitors Association uh Commissioned Rocky to come up with this great Sullivan Catskills map. It's all hand drawn. Uh, it is really cool. Uh, I just, I, I, I just can't get over. It. And there's something you new each time I look at it. I yeah. find something new. Um, Loretta also on here is the Dove Trail. You've got a representation of all the doves. We do. We have it. So our amazing Dove Trail, which is growing again this year. So stay tuned for those dove unveilings. Um, we have uh, we've marked them on the map. Um, but specifically, we did not put the numbers or the things like that because we really wanted you to be able to discover that on your own mm-hmm. as you go through. So they are all represented there. You can see how they fly throughout the whole county. And it's just it's a beautiful representation. And hopefully soon we will have a, a mobile app challenge to go along with that as well. Rocky, what was what was one of the things that you kind of discovered out of this uh, was it the the highest peak in Sullivan county at beach mountain or was it what, what was one of the the highlights of, of discovery uh when you went through this process yeah, exactly some of those things like the um you know we have 29 square miles worth of water in sullivan county you know the the county has uh, 997 square miles of of, of um, area with 968 um area of land you know and you know, again, some of the head, you know, we have the new, um, the new casino, and obviously the Woodstock site, and all those great things that we have here. You know, the the, um, the Stone Arch Bridge. You know, all these things yeah. you know and you see. And there's some little hidden things in there that you may not know. The thing is yeah. so dense; it's very, um, and you can keep looking and looking and looking at it. Um, I think that the folks folks who live here um, have a maybe a visualization of the county in their head or an understanding of like it's a big county, right? It takes a while to get across yeah. different areas. Um, is that, was that daunting to you as you approach this as an artist to try to, to map out and draw and represent all of these different aspects of this really large space? There were moments, <laughs> but uh, it, I enjoyed, and Lourdes, I hopefully you know this, and everybody, <laughs> I enjoyed every moment of it. 
mm-hmm. really. It was exciting. And I knew a lot of places because I've been here a long time. Um, I taught at the college, so I had to get up in this area. You know, I have friends up in um, Claryville. Um, so I, I knew a lot of the county. There's some places that I didn't know much about. So um, just for being here that long and, and doing different things, I, I knew a lot of the things. But I, there's a lot I had to discover. Yeah, and I think that again, like I may know some things, but I didn't. I didn't actually figure out where they were in the county. And even though this isn't to scale, it it, sh- it gives me a better idea of where some things are located. And Lordessa, it, it's not a Rand McNally map. It, it, it's very visual. Do you think that helps people discover these areas and understand them a little better? I think it really does. And that's one of the things that you know. Um, I, obviously, we've talked about the labor of love that went into making this. But one of the things that's happened since its debut is that you can really see how it's fostering a sense of community within the county. So you see how interconnected we are. We are vast we're separated but you can see and you can remember and you can say oh i went here when i was a little kid and i'm you know rocky and i did a signing shortly after it was revealed and we had so many people come up and just say how wonderful it was to see that and visually be able to share that with their relatives who used to come here and it's just it's it's a wonderful tool i'm so happy to see it being used (laughs) and loved in the community and you can speaking of love, you can find out where Lovers Lane is. Uh, <laughs> that's that's one of those spots, right? right? Uh, which is uh, uh, coincidentally or ironically, I'm not sure. You're next to Pleasure Lake. Next to Pleasure Lake, <laughs> exactly. you'll have to look at the map to figure that out. Uh, Rocky, how long did this process take? How long did it take you from start to finish? Over a year and a half. Wow, really, from start to finish. And um, you know, we're all busy, and um, but uh, you know, there was it was. It was a lot of back and forth with the office and and just physically, you know, drawing it, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. took a while. But many, 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 many revisions. And I uh, actually a plug out to Chris um, in Monticello is I would have to go there and make copies and make changes. And then because I worked on everything full size. So I'm dealing with 24 by 36 pieces of paper. And then going into their office and, and Lordessa and I would mark them all up and make changes. I would go back and then make those changes and then there would be more changes. So <laughs> it, uh, and I did, you know, I enjoyed it all. I really did enjoy it all. And you, in your work, um, your stu- you have a study series of drawings where you do some, uh, what I see you know, representations of, of, of the similar type of artwork in the drawings, uh, the pencil drawings and ink drawings, uh, looking at garden things, berries, uh, nuts, uh, coffee, apples, oranges, seafood. So if you go to uh, com, you can see these drawings. You can see some of how you translated your own artwork into these these areas in the county. That was a, a, a good, uh, important thing for you. It's a, it's a, this is a particular style. I mean, yeah. I, went, I went through undergraduate and graduate school. I did you know, classical drawing, I can draw, you know, um, uh, in the classical style. And this sort of pen, pen with color pencil developed over, over the years, actually. And, um, those, those drawings you're talking about actually happened during COVID. I did over a hundred of these drawings of things. And it kind of, uh, was kind of a, a warm up to having to do this big map. And really yeah. the, the, really this style is about a simple line drawing. And then the color, the intricate color pencil. That's that's what this distilled into. But it's so detailed and colorful. Like it's the, the the color part of it really is uh, amazing. I mean, if you go to the website, uh, you can see some of the just uh, black and white line drawings. But then you see some of the other ones with the 
the color that is added and uh, just very vibrant feathers. I mean, the detail of feathers that really comes out in these. But of course, you also work in so many other mediums. Um, Lord, did you ever think about asking him to do a neon art map? Or? Oh, you know, that hadn't come up yet. But I mean, there's always possibility for the future. <laughs> so let's talk about the future as things change and things come and go. Do you expect to have uh, revisions or updates or, or is there going to be another one coming out? We do absolutely expect to have revisions and updates um, because, as I said, our membership is always growing, which is a wonderful thing. Um, so we'll always want to showcase that and make sure that we're getting everybody included. Um, so date TBD, but there will certainly be revisions in the future. So let's remind folks about this uh, Catskill curated event that's coming up. Yes. You want to talk on yeah, that? Yeah, I'm going to bring in all the artwork, my color pencils, um, some of the some of those COVID drawings that uh, I have a whole book of them. And um, just looking at the full size thing is kind of fascinating. Yeah. And just a little discussion about, like I said, I was classically trained, but I have this cartoon style. And um, people can come and look and ask for questions. And then the uh, Catskill Curated is doing this thing. They came up with it. And they said, well, let's let's print out a little sheet and people will look at the map. We're going to put a bunch of them in the hallway there. And then they go through and they check off and how many, you know, like I said, how many butterflies are there, how many, you know, skunks there are. <laughs> and um and then they're going to turn them into the uh, to the cashier there. If they get them right, they're getting them a little prizes. And I go, "What are the prizes?" He goes, "Well, I don't know yet, but you know, get a little <laughs> piece of candy or you know something from Catskill, you know, curated." Uh, that's cool. Do you do you know the the answers to all those questions? I do. Okay. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you see Rocky around before the event, uh, you might want to ask him a few questions. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's Catskills Curated has uh, the artist talk with Rocky Pinciotti, uh diving behind the scenes of the artwork for the Sullivan Catskills map, uh, which was created in cooperation with the Sullivan Catskills Visitors Association. So the artist talk is at the Narrowsburg Union Saturday, the 13th at noon. Uh, and there's a, a game, as you mentioned, and all, all these posters. Um if folks can't make it to the event, where can they get the poster? Exactly. That's what I want to make sure because they're, they're, um, you know, the visitors, and if you belong to the visitors association, you can, you can sell these posters and they're, they're only 10 bucks. They're very reasonable. It's insane. So, Lordessa, you have a list? I sure do. <laughs> so we have, um, across the county, um, members have been reaching out. Um, they've had incredible success getting these out into the communities. So, um, we do have, for those of you who are not Local. There are two members who are selling these online. That is Catskills Curated as well as the Hurleyville General Store. You can also find them in person in Bethel Woods Store, uh, the Inn at Lake Joseph, Morgan Outdoors, the Sullivan County Museum and Historical Society, Body and Soul Studios, the Monticello Bagel Bakery, Forage and Gather in Hurleyville, Narrowsburg Proper, American Storage Buildings in Parksville, Once Upon a Trinket, and the Synchronicity gallery. And another interesting thing is that several of our real estate agents, I'm um, including Calicoon Real Estate and Carolyn Act, have been picking these up for their their new uh, relo- relocators to the county yeah, as gifts great. for those who are coming in just to cool. welcome them into our, 
our culture and our our community. That's great. Uh, of course, there's more information about the Artist Talk at narrowsburgunion.com, more information about the Visitors Association at sullivancatskills.com, and more information about artist Rocky Pensiotti at rockypensiotti.com. That's P-I-N-C-I-O-T-T-I. Thank you, guys. And a shout-out to Herb and Roberta. Thank you, Herb and Roberta, too. Thank you, Herb and Roberta. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here, and thanks for uh, this uh, this great gift to the community. It's, it's amazing. You're listening to The Local Edition, winner of Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association. Radio Catskill. Listen local. Welcome back to The Local Edition. News information to keep you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. On Sunday, January 14th, Catskill Art Space features Paul D. Miller, a.k.a. DJ Spooky, and Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth in a transcontinental conversation on art, music, experimentation. Moore will tune in on Zoom from London, while Miller will be present with a live audience at Caz. Thurston Moore is an American guitarist and singer and songwriter best known as the member of the rock band Sonic Youth. Paul D. Miller, a.k.a. DJ DJ Spooky lives and works in Roscoe and is composer, multimedia artist, and writer whose work engages audiences in a blend of genres, global culture, environmental, and social issues. Jason Doles spoke to DJ Spooky about the event. All right. Well, DJ Spooky, welcome to Radio Catskill. Hey, how you doing? What's up? What's up? What's up? So you're having this transcontinental conversation with Thurston Moore. It's happening at Catskill Art Space. How did this all come about? Well, Thurston, me, and Yoko Ono used to do a trio way back in the day. And um, I'm in the middle of uh, moving up to Livingston Manor in Roscoe. And I remember uh, that Thurston and his scene had had a, um, a studio up in North Adams, which is regionally, you know, it's not that far over. So I, sp- I spoke with Sally Wright, who's the director of the Catskills Art Space. And we thought it'd be fun to um, kind of bring Thurston into the museum context, because I think it's super important to build bridges between the arts. Um, and I'm in the middle of finishing two books of my own. So I thought it'd be fun to uh, bring Thurston in and just kind of get that conversation going and, and help support the museum. You know, you're working on a book. He has a recent book out. Is that part of what the conversation is going to be about? Yeah, Thurston, his new book is called Sonic Life. And it's about um, the way Sonic Youth um, basically, really, to me at least, they were one of the defining bands of a certain pivotal moment in you know what, the way rock was coming out of, kind of for lack of a better word, the kind of eighties and nine, you know, into the nineties. And I think Sonic Youth is one of the most important bands of that time because it set the tone for thinking about different approaches to tuning systems, to getting different chord progressions going, stuff like that. And you you can hear their influence and in everything from Radiohead on over to Nirvana. And um, so I thought it would be cool to kind of get Thurston to unpack some of that. People might not necessarily think of uh, Sonic Youth guitar-oriented art-type rock intersecting with DJ-type music. In fact, the song that that you you worked on together with Thurston, you know, has a real solid uh, breakbeat, you know, hip hop breakbeat to it. So for people that might not be seeing that connection, can you can you draw that connection to how those things intersect for us? Yeah, sure. I mean, let's put it this way. It all is about beats and patterns. So when you think about hip-hop or techno or dubstep, 
there's still a legacy of the blues progressions. One could say, you know, like blues is basically what you call one, four, five chord progression. And sorry if I'm getting too technical for the audience, but basically think of any major song that you know of, whether it be Taylor Swift going over to, I don't know, Van Halen, Living Color, Bad Brains, Radiohead. The, all of that comes out of the blues, one, uh, to me at least. And then if you kind of think about DJing as just playing with beats and rhythms, it's not that big of a leap. So there's bands that kind of have dealt with that. Um, and from my perspective as a DJ and music producer, it was kind of cool to just open that conversation with um, Thurston and the Sonic Youth crew because they kind of got that playful sense of moving between different styles. So none of us really fit into a box, and that's kind of the point. And experimentation is part of this, and it's going to be part of your conversation, experimenting with your art and music. Um, can you talk about that component of it and how that's important to your work uh, as an artist to keep experimenting? Oh, absolutely. Um, from my perspective, experimentation is just the, what makes music evolve. Um, you can't really say that there's a lock on innovation right now because everything is from the Internet at this point. And whether you're on Spotify, SoundCloud, MixCloud, any of the major DJing electronic formats, um, there's no holds bar, just a complete um, warp speed of innovation. But back in the day, there used to be a lot more conservatism. So we call it like the hip hop police in my scene or in Thurston scene, like the kind of more the way there were rock purists, you know, there used to be even situations. I'm sure you might remember this where they, in Chicago, they burned a bunch of disco records in the middle of like a football arena in the late seventies. It was, <laughs> I mean, today that would be unthinkable, but um, you know, back then everybody had their very specific little section of the culture that they would get very angry and partisan about. And that, that record-burning event um, in Chicago was probably a kind of a classic moment of people just having that sense of being dislocated from how culture evolves. Um, from my perspective, the Internet has radically changed the entire game. Uh, regretfully, right now, we're in an era where algorithms are telling everybody what to listen to. And because of that, you know, if you're on any major platform you're always going to hear the same kind of music because it's already done an analysis of your taste. Same with Netflix, same with any major platform. So people like me or Thurston, we, we don't really fit in, in any box. And I don't think there's an algorithm for us yet. <laughs> so um, my style moves between a lot of styles, and that's the point. Um, but maybe there's an algorithm for that already. I don't know. There's the algorithms and the commercial lockdown on this because once there's money to be made in the Internet and then there's big players, social media, distribution platforms, and they're the ones that control these algorithms. At the same time, people can find information, whether that's music or information about music, and connect with people in other places that was not possible at all when I was younger. So I was wondering, like, is there are you seeing any of the positive impacts of the internet. So even if the algorithms are passing you by, there's still ways for people to make those connections with the various forms of outsider or underground music. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the issue for me at the moment is always um, just keeping your, your, um, your, how should I put it? Your sensibility open. But the problem is when I say keeping you like, okay, that sounds too technical. Um, imagine, that if you only someone said, Hey, I'm going to, you're going to wake up tomorrow and I'm only going to play you exactly what you've already heard or any variation of anything you've already heard. You would think of that as like a kind of hell. 
Um, but that's the way we, you know, so many people consume music and culture these days. Um, and so from my perspective, it's just, um, you know, evolution and evolution implies, um, I mean, you know, it's maybe it's a conscious or unconscious situation, but, um, think of it as something where musicians need to say, you know, enough is enough. There's gotta be variety. Um, and that's what makes life interesting. Um, it's eerie because so many music industry labels in the seventies and sixties, when the, you have the rise of the classic sense of vinyl and radio, you know, controlling the culture. Uh, now anything goes, but even with that, if there's still a tremendous amount of formula because the way that the, they've consolidated the music industry and most musicians make pennies on every, you know, like, or not even a penny, like a fraction of a fraction of a penny yeah. off of any kind of um, Spotify or SoundCloud which is why vinyl has come back in a certain sense. Um, I'd say vinyl is like the best thing that's happened in many years. People, if you look right now, vinyl and record sales have skyrocketed. And I think that's a beautiful thing. There's that physical connection to the music, you know, the visual connection, having the actual object. But along the lines of what you're saying, it's also a way to better support a given artist by buying their actual records from them. Right. Actually, it's a lot of times it's just much better quality, to be real. <laughs> it's just better. Of and that does it for the local edition. We'll be back on Monday. Check us online at wjffradio.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, we're there, wjffradio.org. Have a good night, Lucy. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.